So back by popular demand, I was not intending to do a part four, but I've gotten a lot of requests in DM. Today, we're going to do just one more episode of A Window into Jannah. I was just trying to end it with three parts, but you guys really, really loved it and you wanted more. And alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so merciful. And the description of Jannah is so beautiful. I mean, who wouldn't want more, right? So today... I'm going to talk to you about one of the most beautiful things, one of the most amazing things you ever, ever will experience in Jannah that will make you never, ever imagine to want anything else. And so, let's go. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you three times a week in Ramadan. And outside of Ramadan, we do two times a week on Mondays and Fridays. And subhanAllah, this is actually our last week of three times a week. SubhanAllah. I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope you have been finding it beneficial. If you have, let me know. Let me know however way you want, but I really, really want your feedback. And the reason I say that is because it's really, really um, beneficial to other women. Let me tell you why. I had a lot of women in the past week or two, ever since I had um, started the um, series on A Window into Jenna, a lot of women started contacting me how much they loved it and how they never loved Jenna or wanted to go to Jenna as much until they heard the description. Now, mind you, the description is it's in the, the sunnah. It's everywhere. The Prophet, peace be upon him, is talking about it in this place, in that place. But um, what I did was I gave you a, a culmination of it like as if we did a tour. Like if I took you and I brought you on a tour and I walked you from here to here and I did it like that. And so a lot of women, they like that, right? So they started to DM me on Instagram. Please, can you make another part? And I didn't have any intention to make another part. I made the three parts, alhamdulillah. I thought, you know, this is sufficient. We will move on to another topic. And I did. But so many people gave me DMs that I made another one. So my point to you is this. If you have any requests for me, I do acknowledge them. And sometimes they make me to make the next podcast episode that even I never expected to make. So I'm very accessible, alhamdulillah. And, you know, a lot of people, they think that, oh, I'm so, they say to me, I'm so surprised you answered me. I'm surprised you answered me and you're talking to me. I didn't think uh, anyone will, will answer me if I'm DMing you. And here's the thing. There's a lot of people that uh, they think like when they reach people, and Instagram and things like this that they shouldn't answer them because uh, they're too big or they're too amazing. But I think what we should learn from the sunnah of the Rasulullah that when we when we die and we go in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're naked. There's nothing, nothing between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except our deeds. And this podcast is honestly one big sadaqa jariya, one thing that I try to put forth for the ummah that at least we can have and will be perpetual good that even after I pass, it's kind of like building a, a, a mosque or building a school, this place where someone can have continuous benefit even after you pass from this earth. And so when we think about reaching one another in the ummah, um, you know, I don't really aspire to this whole like, oh, she's so big now, she has X amount of followers. Like people here, we have over 2 million on the podcast or we have like uh, this many in our school or this many th- it, it, this doesn't mean any difference in the dunya and the akhirah in, the, in, in this life in the next it, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is all nothing uh, Instagram status doesn't matter in akhirah <laughs> ladies I know it does in this earth but it really doesn't how many YouTube followers you have how many whatever it doesn't mean anything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could you imagine people reaching the, the, the gates and go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but how could you do this to me you know how famous I am in dunya so I'm accessible and you know who else is very accessible you wouldn't you'd be surprised 
I, I don't say it, be surprised as if you wouldn't expect good from them. But I will say I'm so grateful for this uh, sheikh because um, this mufti, he's, uh, he's, he's walking the walk, you know. Um, uh, mufti Mink, um, Imam Mufti Mink, or Sheikh Mufti Mink, you know, our, 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 um, our, our beautiful brother in Islam, he is very accessible. And actually, I had reached out to him and his wife once, and even he promoted us on his Instagram and told everyone to follow us and stuff like that. But he, he answered me. Even he left me DMs. Even he left me voice messages uh, answering something or responding something, or he felt worried if I would feel bad from something that he was going to put on or take off or something like this. And he was like, just don't worry. I just wanted you to know. I didn't want you to be like this. The, the amount of level of care that he gave was not expected in this day and age from a scholar to an average person who would reach out to them. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase him and his family. Uh, very, very um, down to earth and genuine. And like I said, you know, he is who you see him on in the YouTube and everything else. So may Allah, uh, may Allah increase him. So like these things, it's it's totally, you know, we should be accessible to one another. We are all nothing uh, except from our deeds. And um, speaking of deeds, the last announcement I'll make before we start is um, there's two things. Uh, this week is the last week because obviously Ramadan is ending. Alhamdulillah. It's one of those things, the guests, when they're leaving, it's um, it's like a bittersweet. People look forward to the ease of not having to have the difficult days of fasting. But then at the same time, there is a beauty and a barakah in those days. And so they're hard to uh, let go as well. Because right after Ramadan leaves, you will feel the difference. We will feel the different sisters. Um, so the last announcement I'll make for today is we are giving away books, Fortress of the Muslim, on my Instagram. Someone asked me, hey, I heard in your podcast you're giving them away. Where can I where can I participate? I want to apply to get a book. So this is on Instagram. There's a post. Today is the very last day. If you're hearing this, I believe on a Wednesday. And if not, then obviously it passed. Um, at by 11.59 p.m. tonight, last time to, um, we're doing like a race to good um, together. And it came from the idea of Abu Bakr uh, and Umar. They used to race each other to Jannah by doing good deeds. They used to race. And uh, there's a beautiful story of that. I will tell you in a future podcast. I have some ideas. But for now, I want to say that uh, we are doing a race to good. So when sisters help other sisters, we put them in the raffle to get the books. So go on my Instagram and uh, participate. And with that note, the last thing is we are doing a reverb project, as you know. So please, if you haven't already, um, any amount that you can, that you can donate to help our new Muslim sisters. We're doing a, a launch good in that. That is the link is below. And we all should be racing for these good deeds. Any opportunity. Um, in these last days there is a secret sister she doesn't know who I'm, I don't want to embarrass her on here because maybe it is her secret deed and uh, I really I really respect that um, she donates to us every day every day I think it's like 25 USD and she doesn't know I'm paying attention I see who it is matter of fact I know who she is and she is part of our Thrive program and I just want to say may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant her jannah for those may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive her all her sins and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all her ibadah from Ramadan um, because she's doing this as a secret deed she's not looking for any clout and uh, and every day she is um, she's putting something towards helping these other women that she has never met for the sake of Allah. So I'm just saying, I, I do pay attention to all those things and I love you all for the sake of Allah. May Allah uh, make it easy for all of us. So this is the last episode. I just wanted to say all that so you guys had a little um, context of how the episode came about and kind of the importance of, um, you know, just 
being who we say we are out in public and also um, living this life where we are all one people together and loving one another for the sake of Allah. So I just want to inspire you and some things that have inspired me lately, like uh, like our brother Mufti Mink and the sister who's doing her secret deeds. And again, the same thing with Abu Bakr, who he did many secret deeds, and I will tell you a podcast about that in the future. But today I want to give you the final bit of the tour of Jannah. And I'm just going to answer first one question that somebody asked me. And also by the end of the podcast, I will give um, one last shout out. I was doing a series of shout outs to sisters and I will give a shout out to a sister who was um, who was uh, sharing our information on Instagram I have been giving you guys shout outs if you're sharing it on your stories or if you're leaving me a review the review for the podcast I have gotten so many new reviews if you haven't already pause and leave us one we really appreciate so I got this uh, question from the sister um, if someone wants to have children in Jannah how will that go so pregnancy and birth and the growth of the child will be immediate as she wants. That's what we are told by the Prophet, peace be upon him. Now there's a difference of opinion on whether that hadith means that some scholars say, um, you know, obviously the spouse, the spouses will enjoy each other in Jannah um, and they're not going to have any children involved. And they say that the meaning of this hadith is if a person wants to have children, they will, it will happen, but they will not want it. Because, you know, the truth is, many times we think about things we want when we're in dunya because we haven't been purified yet. But once people get to Jannah, um, they will have uh, their soul like completely 100% purified. It's the only way to enter, right? So, subhanAllah, um, they will not have the same desires as they do now. And another person they asked, um, you know, for example, can we go to a higher level of Jannah? If we're like in a lower level, can we request, you know, to put on like my cape and go to the higher levels? And the answer again was yes. And then how far could we go? Allahu alam. But this is the same um, philosophy of people will say while they're still alive in dunya, can we do this? Can we have that? But their desires in Jannah will not be the same. So they, we are told by the scholars, they can, but they won't. They can do that, but they won't ask. They'll be too shy because they'll be very satisfied with what they have in the level that they have. Um, and uh, so they won't want to ask, one, because they'll be already satisfied and grateful, and two, because um, they will believe somebody else obviously deserved that place. So they must be deserving of this place, and they will be satisfied, and they will be happy with where they are, um, alhamdulillah. So, you know, it's a little different once we get there, you'll see. But so today I want to tell you one of the most beautiful things that you will experience in Jannah. And this is something... Um, for myself, honestly, this is if I'm making dua or if I'm enjoying or thinking about or looking forward to anything that I pray to enjoy in Jannah, if Allah so permits me, um, this is the one. So I thought you might enjoy this. Um, now there's a suq in Jannah, a marketplace. And keep in mind when Jannah is described to the, the people, um, a lot of the descriptions in Jannah were given in terms that were understandable by the first generation of Muslims because this is when it's revealed. So many things in their environment that they know things in general, um, things will be described in that uh, in that way. So, for example, um, the man who is given a camel for the sake of Allah uh, was told you'll be given 700 camels in Jannah. 
because of this act. Because at the time, this is like a currency for the people and it made sense to them. And uh, so things like that, it, it's it's not this is something we would experience right now. So you have to just think of like kind of like the equivalent. But anyway, there's a hadith that is reported in that there will be a marketplace. And in this marketplace in Jannah, it's because that's where all the people gather. It's kind of like the suq, it's kind of like the center like the city center, if you can imagine in any country. Think of like the big square. I could think of um, all these different places in different countries right now, which might be the main center, like the downtown. Uh, and so when when you go there, this is the place where everybody meets. And usually in a big city center, people hang out, they go to restaurants and things like that, right? It's very big and like, uh, fest, especially like on a Friday night or Saturday night. So I want you to imagine this type of a place in Jannah. Now the hadith is narrated in Muslim that in Jannah, there is a street in which people gather every Friday. And the north wind will blow and would scatter fragrance on their faces and on their clothes, and it would only add to their beauty and loveliness. And then they would go back to their family after having had this added luster and beauty and loveliness, and their family would say to them, By Allah, you have only increased in beauty and loveliness after leaving us. And then they would say back to them, by Allah, you too have only increased in beauty after leaving us. And so they would, you know, sit with each other and enjoy each other. And it's the same thing in Jannah, you know, every day, um, it only gets better and better. And unfortunately in hell, it's like that every day only gets worse and worse. So you're talking to your family, but then you hear an announcement and this starts the part where it goes into things that I look forward to and we haven't gotten there yet. And then you will hear this announcement inviting you to the city center or the downtown or the souk or whatever you want to call it. So you and your family will rush there and you'll go there and you'll find all the people of Jannah gathered there in one place. There is a very important announcement. And not only will we be gathered, you know, there, the same thing, all of the people of Hellfire will also be gathered in one place. And in the area separating Jannah and Hellfire, um, there will be something brought there. And this is very, very important, very significant. In that area, um, a, uh, a ram will be brought there. Death will be brought in the form of a ram. So it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents death to the people of Hellfire on their side. Like they gathered in, you know, they're obviously separate from the people of Jannah. And... By the way, we talked in the previous episodes about like windows and how you can see it to each side. So just like that. Um, and they will bring, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring death in the form of a ram. And so death will come in a physical form. You'll recognize that it is death and you will just know. And everyone will be extending their necks. I want you to imagine trying to get a glance, very attentive. And death will be brought between heaven and hell. And then the angels will take a knife and they will slaughter death they will kill death now the meaning is that death will cease to exist and then the announcement will be made O people of paradise right O people of paradise you will live for eternity and there is no more death and then the same will be for the people of jahannam they will be eternity and no more death and we are told that if there's any moment of excitement that would cause a person to die from happiness, it would be this moment for the people of Jannah. 
Because it is in this moment psychologically that they understand that they will never be denied this pleasure. Because, you know, there's a point where you're wondering, is this ever going to end? It's so amazing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he slaughters death, he says, like, you will just stay here perpetually. There is no worry for you. There is no fear. But on the other side, for the people of hellfire, the amount of pain and sorrow and despair that they will let out, there is amount of of this that could cause a person to die from the amount of sorrow and and set, like just complete sadness from the people of hellfire. And this will be the best moment for the people of Jannah and the worst moment for the people of hellfire because of the stress, the feeling that this pain, this torture will never end and that they're there for good, they're there for eternity. And, they'll be, and, and so the people of Jannah feel like there's nothing to threaten us. We're going to have bliss. Everything's going to be amazing. And so um, this is the announcement that is made is that everyone will live in their situations. Now, after this culminating event, all the people of Jenna were brought together, right, to witness the death of death, right? They will make a final announcement because in this um, in this excitement, um, you know, you're feeling like there's nothing better that could happen, right? So I want you to imagine everyone's spirits are very high and they think, there's nothing left. And this is this is the part where I actually make for This is the part I'm I'm longing for. Um, and so they think there's nothing else that could be better. Like they've hit the roof in terms of like sustainability, right? But then um, it says there'll be this other this other announcement. Um, in, in Sahih Muslim it says, O dwellers of paradise. And they will say in response, you know, yeah, like to Allah, yes Allah. And are you well pleased? And they would say, well, why should we not be pleased? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will address them, you know. Our Lord, when you've given us so much, you have not given to any of your creation. Why would we not be pleased? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would say, may I give you something even more excellent? And they would say, what could be more excellent than what you have already given us? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, I will cause my pleasure upon you and I shall never afterwards be annoyed with you. And I will give you people um, my pleasure. And at this moment, the psychological happiness of the people cannot be described. To know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that he is pleased and happy with them. I want you to imagine in dunya, our whole life, even maybe your whole Ramadan, you've been spending it like, is Allah happy with me? He's mad at me, begging for forgiveness. I'm so sorry, Allah. Uh, trying, trying to get in the good graces of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here in the announcement in Jannah, Allah is saying, Halas, I'm pleased. I'm pleased with you. I love you. That's it. I'm perpetually pleased. And so the relief, again, the psychological relief from them, uh, subhanAllah, you know, is is indescribable. And and so that's that. And the last part of this, the second part, like I said, of what I long for and what I love and what I wanted to share with you as we ending, as we're uh, ending this uh, series, is this last um, hadith from Sahih Muslim, where the Prophet peace be upon him says, "Paradise, um, people would enter into paradise and uh, and talk to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and say, uh, say, do you do you wish? And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala would say, do you wish for anything more? And is there anything else you want? And they will say, oh Allah, you've brightened our faces. You've made us to enter paradise. You've saved us from hellfire. There's nothing else we want. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would lift 
the veil from his face and reveal himself to the people. And there is nothing that they would enjoy like the enjoyment and the pleasure and the happiness and seeing the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And obviously, let me just be clear here, when we say face, we don't mean a physical face, we mean like Allah revealing himself. To be able to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have him reveal himself to us is the ultimate pleasure of the believer. And you know, in terms of the creation while we're on the dunya, in the dunya it is not possible to be um, see, to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Actually at one point Musa alayhi sallallahu alayhi he requested this, you know, because human beings we always want more. Musa was talking to Allah and this in the end he said, you know what, I'm going to ask, let me just ask. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I can see him. I'm a, I'm a prophet after all, right? And, uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, um, he said, I want to see you. I want to see you, Musa. I want to see you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, if I, re- if I reveal myself to you, you will see what will happen. And He said, watch, I will like reveal myself to the mountains. So Musa is there and He says, if I reveal myself to the mountains, um, this mountain will just burst and explode and disintegrate it right in front of him. And they say, uh, Musa alayhi sallallahu salam, He passed out. So our bodies are too fragile in the dunya to... to um, experience Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a way where he could like physically reveal himself to us, we would die. Even the Prophet, you know, he was not able to have this. So subhanAllah, um, but in Jannah, uh, our bodies are created in a very beautiful design, in a strong way. We don't have the same fragility of our bodies. And uh, and even the, the males, you know, because we will enjoy our spouses in Jannah in these ways, I think you can imagine. And they say the men will have the strength of 100 men. They're able to do things for their wives that the men of this world could not do. And uh, so our bodies they, they said the men of this dunya are impotent compared to the men of uh, jannah and this applies to everything it's a lot grander a lot stronger a lot more able in jannah um, because we are going to have so much pleasure that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, he wants to make sure that our bodies can sustain our like our our, our entities whatever you want to call it can sustain it in jannah um, subhanallah and you know the beautiful thing is Allah reveals himself right to the people but then the people of the lower level is of, of Jannah when they're in Jannah and this is something I think is really really lovely to know even in the lowest levels of Jannah they will meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once a week on average they will just get to to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it would coincide with the time of Salah so Juma is the most special day it's the greatest day of the week and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed it for um, meeting with him and so subhanAllah you can't just walk into this gathering by the way the seats are reserved and the angels are going to escort you into this meeting place and you'll know where to sit and you have this meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they say that where you get to sit coincides with where you prayed in the rows like how in the dunya while you were alive you would race to to pray on time and pray in the front and close to the imam like obviously for women we pray slightly different than the men but to be in the best of places in the positions you'll be in an even better place and positions in jannah based on that so uh, what a, what another great motivation to run to salah subhanallah <laughs> you know alhamdulillah and so they will escort you and the closer you'll be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this meeting and you will meet with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will talk to him and you will talk to him and at the end of the meeting um, you, you'll get to ask for anything you want and he will grant it for you and everybody in there will get to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this just the lowest level anything they want and Rasul sallallahu said that for the people in the highest levels of Jannah they will get to meet with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala twice every day Subhanallah.
Alhamdulillah. What a beautiful motivations for us, sister, in the last couple of days. And let me just say this. I know it's hard. I know some of us were coming to like our breaking point. Um, I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it in groups. I've seen it in chats. I've seen it in DMs. Um, hold on, my dear sister. These are the last days of blessing and you don't want to lose them because we're getting emotionally tired or psychologically tired. And I want you to know that uh, every moment of this is worth it. And you can hang on. It's the last leg of the race. You can do it. I believe in you. I just wanted to give a shout out to the end to the... To the women, I want to give a shout out to Zai Ma 20. Thank you so much for um, saying what an amazing episode. I guess a lot of you guys really love the episode we did recently on how to stop trying to listen to music. And then also, oh, forgive me guys, my whole family is sick. My husband is with my daughter right now. And for M4R1AM, thank you so much for shouting us out and for sharing um, with everyone. Sorry, ladies, I had to check my daughter. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, we've been secure. May make dua for us. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. There's something going around here in, in, the, in New York. And so we've, the, the kids have caught the bug. So Alhamdulillah, thank you so much for joining. And I hope you really enjoyed this series. And you continue to love and listen to the podcast after Ramadan. So put in your intention now that I know some of you have left music to do the best you can to, to stick to this promise that you made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in relation to that. And I just wanted to say that... Um, um, you know, if you're struggling to listen to music, the thing you could do is go back and listen to our podcast. I believe it's episode 323 or 323-24-ish, and um, you will see um, some of the best compilation of um, the way in which to do that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of our ibadah and alhamdulillah. Um, thank you so much. And if you are able to check out and try to get a copy of the book, Fortress of the Muslim, we have only a couple copies left. Go on Instagram and check it out. And if you want to donate to the Revert Project, these are the last couple days. I put the link below. I'd be internally grateful for us to help each other as women. And I will see you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.